is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, for the seventh year, we come back to you here on the Draft Show. Excited about it. Brian brought us here along with uh, my scouting buddies, Dane Brugler from NFL, NFLDraftScout.com. And also doing some work at the Dallas Morning News yeah. as well. Got some Words re- going on there. Hear my voice at 105.3. And then 105.3 The Fan. DallasCowboys.com. So. You've got a lot of things going on, young man. I do. Appreciate you coming back for another it, campaign. It is. It's an honor that I'm welcome back. Yeah. Hey, we got the draft here this year, so even more, That's fun. Even more important, it's in our backyard. David Hellman always back with us. Hey, Brian. Tiny Jim, thanks for sitting down with us the other night and watching some tape. Yeah. Getting back into that. Got to. It's draft season. It is draft season. 112 days until the NFL draft. And we're going to be with you every step of the way. So uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Kent Garrison, executive producer. Kent, thank you once again for being as great as you are. Hey, fellas. Good to be back. Yeah. Always excited about that. Got a lot of things planned for the draft show this year. As always, you know, you're going to find ways here with us to, we always talk about this, you know, investigate, educate. That's, that's our words. We, we, we like the interaction with the fans. We like the, the, the back and forth. We like to answer questions. Dane's great on Twitter. DP Brugler, he'll answer questions for you all day about the draft. Just be polite to him. You know, if you get in a fight with him, be polite in the fa- in the fight. You know, that's what we do here. There's argument, there's discussion, but be polite about it. David Hellman will answer questions too. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I want to get into though this, like I say, the couple different ways you can get a hold of us here. At the draft show is a way that we want to because we do something here. It was started many years ago with Twitter on the 20. I want to maintain that. I want to keep that going. I want to be able to have that interaction. I want at times, uh, various times, to be able to answer questions during the show. You know, if Dave sees one that pops up at his account or at the, at the draft show, we want to get to those questions. We want to answer questions. We want to make sure you guys understand, uh, you know, what's going on here. You know, I'm, you guys have a lot of great opinions out there as well, and we appreciate those opinions. Again, we'll, uh, we'll take all those questions. Another way, too, is... Uh, through the phone lines I'll call for some uh, you know I'll call for some calls maybe at the end of the show we'll get that done 214-872-2102 you'll see that on your screen feel free to uh, uh, to be a part of that again Kent Garrison will uh, be answering the phones and uh, he will uh, get you on the air Uh, make sure again you have your radio down on all those things so we can get to your question Uh, as always we're always doing well everybody's here you know and that's kind of a staple here at the draft show if you get on the air, get your question. Appreciate everybody asking how we're doing, but we are fine. So we'll keep that. That's one of the simple little ground rules I have on this show. And uh, as long as we maintain that, we'll get through a lot of calls and questions and things like that. Uh, the draft show, just to let you give you an idea, we're a week earlier. Last year we were in the playoffs. Uh, I think we're two or three uh, weeks yeah, early. We're, yeah. we're, we're real early here. And so Dane's done a lot of this work here. Dave and I are trying to catch up, but we'll get there. We'll eventually, uh, you know, be up to speed on a lot of these guys. So kind of keep that in mind if you have a question. Dane will probably be able to handle stuff early here as we get into some of these draft shows. And we will also have the opportunity. This will be our normal time. 11 a.m. on Thursdays will be our normal time. We're going to do some stuff like we always do at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Combine. And we're also going to have at the Senior Bowl. we got the Senior Bowl coming up here at the end of the month. 
couple weeks. A couple weeks. So like the 23rd of January. We plan on, once again, whole crew being there. Uh, we're going to you know, do shows from the, uh, from the Senior Bowl every day. Then we'll do shows from the Combine. But again, this is very important to us. And we take a lot of pride in our show here. And uh, we want to make sure it is for you, uh, the fan out there. That's important to us. So, again, a couple of different ways that we can do that. Okay, big news of the day from last night. Uh, had a couple of quarterbacks that declared for the, uh, the NFL draft. Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, both uh, UCLA and USC. Uh, Rosen... Uh, did not play in the bowl game. He was waiting for the concussions. He had a concussion he suffered against Utah, I believe, on November 3rd was something that he was having to deal with. So, um, you know, we look at now, guys, the quarterbacks, and here we are. We're, we're looking at a team here, the Cowboys. You know, and <laughs> some people say, hey, go get a quarterback, don't get a quarterback. I'm not saying they're going to go get one of these guys. But, you know, as we get to this, when we get to all these quarterbacks, now with, with that uh, – you know, with Darnell and then again with uh, with Rosen both. Then you add in Josh Allen from Josh Wyoming. Allen from Wyoming. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield as well. Lamar. And Lamar Jackson. We're waiting on Lamar's decision. Yeah, we're waiting on him. Officially his... declared yet. There's always a chance he'd go back, but uh, he has until January 15th to make that decision. Yeah, early thoughts, though, on this. is, are, And I want to ask you guys, are the five cor- quarterbacks going to dominate this draft and this draft discussion? Oh, yeah. Always. Quarterbacks always do. If there's good quarterback. I mean, think back to 2015. Yeah. Wentz and Goff and Paxton Lynch. Can't forget about him. Yeah. If there's several, and especially there's a few quarterback needy teams at the top of the draft, and these, you know, I feel, I mean, all right, you can have your opinion on them, and you can tell Which me. Which way, yeah. We, we need to figure that out. And that's fine, but they're prototypical, you know, big arm, tall quarterbacks. Like they're going to dominate yeah. the conversation. And I would imagine one or both of them are going to be top five picks. Right, like well, I know it's early, but, but I think good chance we're looking at quarterbacks going one, two. Yeah. I uh, think so too. With the Browns, the Browns are fascinating because they have the first pick and the fourth pick. Yeah. They also have two picks. In God, the third. That'd be fun. Uh, it's going to be, the Browns are going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially with John Dorsey, a scout yeah. at heart. Uh, he, he's going to uh, eager to see what he does in Cleveland. Um, but you also have the Giants at two. You have the Broncos at five. You have the Jets sitting there in the top ten. All these teams could use quarterbacks. Or quarterbacks. And so, yeah, with Darnold and Rosen, listen, there's no consensus quarterback, top quarterback this year. Uh, you can poke holes in all of them. Uh, pros and cons with each one of them. It, it's going to be interesting, the quarterback debate. Which, like every year, we're going to tear them down, you know, talk build, them up. Build them back up. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be – it's just part of the process. And so – with uh, and it won't be hard with either of these guys. There's plenty of negatives that you can look to, but there's plenty of positives as well. And so I think we have to remember these are you know Sam Darnold's 20 years old, right? Uh, does he throw a lot of uh, make a lot of turnovers? Yeah, he does. Right. But you know he's a redshirt sophomore. I can count on one hand the number of redshirt sophomore quarterbacks who have declared early and gone in the first round. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So uh, you know Johnny Manziel is one example on one end of the spectrum. Jameis Winston, the other end of the spectrum. So uh, where will Sam Darnold land? It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think the quarterbacks, no doubt, will command much of the discussion this year. Is there a guy? Like I mean, I want to ask you something though. We we, we you mentioned Jackson. Hmm. How does he fit in the NFL, Dave? I I granted I haven't sat down and really dissected the tape, but I've watched enough of him. No, I, I know you know the player. He's I mean I'm I'm giving him every opportunity to be a quarterback. 
He's a quarterback. Me personally. Yeah. I don't like I don't buy this crap that he's a you know wide receiver or whatever. I'm yeah. not saying he's gonna be a great pro quarterback, but he's a quarterback. Could he be the wild card in this whole thing or will it be Baker Mayfield? Um I think they both are. Uh, I mean, I think there are multiple wild cards at quarterback with, with Baker. Uh, you know, he's talking about the kid at Wyoming. He seems like the one guy that everybody's well, kind of bashing on right now. Because I, I think everybody's wants to find the next Carson Wentz so bad. It's just too. Right. It's too obvious that that's what they want him to be. And maybe he is, but he certainly doesn't have the resume to back it up. No, and well, and. Carson Wentz really didn't have the resume either as a one and a half year starter at FCS school. And so, you know, it's a lot of people make a lot of mis- a lot of excuses for Josh Allen. To me, the way I describe it is he's scouting catnip. Okay. He's got the elite arm. He's got the elite size and he's an elite athlete, high character guy. You know what you're getting yeah. from all those in all those areas. Right. But he's undeveloped in several critical areas that it takes to play the quarterback position in the NFL. Uh, from a decision-making perspective, accuracy, touch, tempo on his throws, uh, just the way he can manage the pocket, his pocket presence. So there's just a lot of areas where he's just not ready. He's undeveloped, and it's a fascinating journey that he's taken. Uh, you know, from you know, going unrecruited to be the JUCO level to Wyoming giving him a shot, and then just kind of blowing up. Uh, and then with Baker Mayfield, you have a guy who, uh, if he was two inches taller, I think we'd be talking about him as a top. 10 pick but because he's going to be six foot maybe six foot and a half uh that that's a that's a big part of the discussion with nfl teams and then back to the original guy we talked about with lamar jackson i haven't talked to one person in the nfl who says he's a wide receiver all right yeah i I think god i I think that just one person a couple people said that and all of a sudden the outrage against it kind of fueled the discussion um, but to me, Lamar Jackson, he's a quarterback. It, the bigger question will be, does he does he come out or not? Because he's never in a season thrown for over 60% completions. The last three years, he's combined for 650 carries. Can you really Is he go, Michael Vick? He's a right-handed version of Michael Vick, but again, that's, that's some lofty praise considering Michael no, Vick but, and the success but, he had. But just talking to old ball scout here, right. you know. I mean, that's going to be the easy comparison. Okay, but that's what I'm saying, though. Michael Vick, when you watched him play at Virginia Tech, was not an accurate quarterback. Right. You know, you yeah. saw him make and plays with his feet. And you all can that. get around that if you're a threat to run for 1,000 yards in a season. Like, you can make up for Oh, I'm for the kid. I really am for the kid. I hope uh, that sounds. I hope he declares. I mean, I'm sure there's like Louisville fans listening to this who disagree, but that just makes this whole draft process that much more fascinating because he'll be one of the two or three most polarizing prospects in this draft if he does come out. And He's honestly, still, but oh. is he going to be the one though that when you watch his tape, you're going to fall in love with him the most of all these quarterbacks? I don't think so because because of the big playability. But every time, okay, like I, I see this on Twitter a lot where people post videos and say, look at Lamar Jackson here, look at, and almost every time it's him running the ball. And that's great. I mean, I, I'm not discounting what he can do as an athlete and with his legs, but it's still the quarterback positions about putting the ball in the air. And Lamar Jackson can do that. He has a big time arm, he can make some downfield throws but he's still not the most accurate quarterback uh, with his feel, with his placement. So there are question marks. To me, I think when you look at, you know, this is the time of year where the underclassmen, uh, again, they have until January 15th to make a decision. This is the time of the year of the calendar where we're hearing all these decisions. We also recently found out the draft order. Yeah. And when you look at it, 
Do you look at Go ahead and run through that. Run through the top five. That oh, you can run through it. Mean, well, just to give you an idea. Cowboys are picking 19th. 19th okay, right. and I always look and see, okay, who's ahead of them and who's behind them. Seattle is ahead of you in this drafting order. And just, I, I and get this question a lot. Yeah, and For did, people that want to, who have been talking about the draft order, strength of schedule, strength of schedule. is what is the tiebreaker for teams with the right. same record. Right. Head-to-head has nothing to do with it. Right. Head-to-head has nothing to do. You're absolutely right about this. And you got some teams that are going to have to flip. I mean, you're right. going to have to flip. From, I believe the Oakland pick at 9 in the, 40, in the 49ers and yeah. the Packers and Redskins 13 and 14 because the first tiebreaker, strength of schedule. Then it goes to uh, conference record if they're in the same – or division record if they're in the same division and then conference record if they're in the same conference. If they're still tied after that, then it goes to a coin flip at so we the have, we've got Yeah, we've got two teams. That, we have four teams that are going to have to flip for spots. Right. But And just looking at the top 20 order, uh, the non-playoff teams, with, keeping with the quarterback discussion, you look at the Cardinals sitting there at 15. Oh, geez, yes. Uh, you know, that's mid-first mid, mid first round. Okay, let's say, just for argument uh, sakes, that quarterbacks go 1-2, Darnold, Rosen, whatever order, and then you have uh, some interesting uh, you know, teams with the Broncos, with the Jets, uh, you know, could the Dolphins, you don't know what's going on with Ryan Tannehill, and then the Cardinals sitting there at 15. How these quarterbacks, uh, the order they go in, I don't, th- I don't think, as much as we talked about Pat Mahomes last year, how many times did we talk about him going top 10? Not, no, not much. until much later in the process, at the very least. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these uh, the quarterback dominoes fall in, in the top half of round one. And that's well, I think it's fascinating because I see, I, you know, Darnold and and Rosen, I think could create a free for all in the top ten among the teams up there that need quarterbacks because there's at least like four. Mm-hmm. But then the Cowboys are really interestingly positioned in my opinion, because now you're talking about Mayfield and maybe Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Obviously I have no idea on January 4th, how that all plays out, but those guys start to drop toward the back end of the first round. Maybe the Cowboys benefit from their position because of that. We talked about that with the Sean Watson last year, right? How many uh, first round grades you get right now on your board? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? No, it's I, 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 a rough or, or, guess would be about 15 right now. See, See that's where that's where you know picking nineteen. Yeah, you're right on the cusp, right, of getting a first round player. Right, we talked but, about that before. And, and to to Dave's point about the quarterbacks, I, Sam Darnold coming out into this draft class helps the Cowboys because it's just going to push another, hopefully, another good player to nineteen. Oh sure. So you know who knows with Lamar Jackson could if he goes somewhere in the top eighteen picks, it could be a, a similar type of scenario. So the more quarterbacks, the better. The more of these underclassmen that come out, Arden Key from LSU, right? Uh, you both, both of you guys know very well. Yeah, uh, he declared he could go top fifteen. A yeah. player that might not be on the Cowboys' radar because of you know the Randy Gregory wounds are so fresh. Oh, that's hey, get ready for that comparison, right? Yeah, so very comparison. We're yep. going to spend more time on Arden Key than you know maybe any other player in this draft trying to figure him out, right? Both on and off the field. Yeah, but again, him coming out, uh, you know, a lot of Alabama players have yet to uh, announce whether they'll come out. So yeah. the more declarations, the better for the Cowboys. More chance for a better player to be there at nineteen. Just kind of run through. A couple more of those. Orlando Brown from the Oklahoma. tackle, Oklahoma. He, it, it, he didn't declare it, did he? He did declare. Okay, this morning. Last, did, yeah. Oh, I thought that was last night. Last way, night, yeah. Very okay. recently. Uh, carry on Johnson, Auburn. Right? I love him. Yeah, he's a now, top five back to now, me. Now, see, now, now there is there a guy? How many? How many running backs? See, this is where this is going to mm. get interesting too. Yeah, because how many running backs are going to go in the top ten? 
I think only one. I, I'd be shocked. You think, you think yeah. Barkley's the only one? Barkley's the only one. I'd be surprised. I, I, as much as I like Geis, I think he's more of a, a solid first rounder, a guy that you look at in the teens. He might be there in the 20s. Uh, and maybe that'll change. But right now, where we sit early January, I think Saquon Barkley is the only back uh, that'll go top 10. And, you know, Jeff Cavanaugh and I on, on Trust the Tape podcast, we yeah. debated who's the best running back prospect of the last three, four years. Right. He went with Barkley. I went with Zeke. I, yeah. That's going to be a fascinating discussion we can get into at some point. Uh, no, absolutely. But you carry on, John. You said top five potentially running back. Right? I, I think so. I think somewhere in the top fifty. Yeah. See, he's a really. I, I love him. I love he's, he's Christian great. Kirk was another one, wide receiver, Texas A&M. There's a lot of buzz among Cowboy fans. We've you know, already we've already got ourselves a nice little short list of players that Cowboys fans are in love with, right? Yeah. Right. And I, I tell you what, he talk about him a little bit. The toughest thing with him is, can he play on the outside in the NFL? Oh, I think he can. Because he uh, at, at A&M, he was a slot-only player. Yeah. And but, so, and I'm not saying he can't. I'm just right. saying we but have— the separation and speed? Well, against nickel defenders, sure. But when he plays press on the outside, it might be a little, a little more difficult. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just right. saying he's right. untested in that area. So that's something that we'll have to keep, uh, keep tabs on. But no, I love Christian Kirk. He's my number two wide receiver behind Kelvin Ridley. Uh, I, and I think Kirk— I think he's a top 40 player. How about DJ Moore then? Love DJ Moore. Oh, man. I, tell me about DJ Moore a little bit, Dave. You, you watch him, Dave? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about DJ Moore. Uh, he's Maryland wide receiver. Yeah. Sorry, I need to say the school when I do this. What? 5092. Five, like, he's, uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he's tough as nails. And for as. Un, I don't want to say undersized, but he's not the biggest receiver. He's got some not tall. He's right, not tall. He's thick. But well, but he's he's got these fantastic hands. Like yeah. I, I don't know how big they are. Then you know we haven't gotten into that part of the draft process. But like he's snatching everything out here, out here, down low. Uh, Since Dave is making fun of my uh, our scout numbers. Five oh nine six. Five oh nine six. Two fifteen four five five. Got to be running faster than that, don't you? Philadelphia, PA. He is from Philadelphia. There you go, David. He's, uh, he's impressive, man. Like he's just he he's hands best trait. His there's so much to like about him. His hands are really impressive. He I wrote I I took notes, Brian. I know so you, you did. Know, like he he glides when he runs. Yeah. Like he just looks so smooth. His well, routes look good. He bounces off tacklers. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times just on the – we didn't even – it's not like we watched all of his games. We watched a 20-minute cut-up. Yeah. And I like four or five times the safety had a great angle on him and put a lick on him, and he just kind of uh, – yep. and just kept Absorbed going. Absorbed it and kept it going. If you're, if you're not a tall receiver, a big receiver, you better have really good hands or be a really good after-the-catch target, and I think he's both. I mean, I think as bad as Maryland was on offense this year, a streaky and inconsistent oh, no quarterback doubt. play – he set a Maryland record for catches in a season, right? And he's only, I think, the third Maryland receiver to ever go over a thousand yards. So this is a player I've been talking up all fall, and I, I finally, I'm, I'm glad he's getting more. You more glad I brought him up on the first day of the draft show? Absolutely, he's a day two player. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna. He, so I was. I'm not good at that. Like, what you're giving him a round two grade, round three grade? I, two, I think probably he's, right. Yeah, well, I mean, we got a. These, I think we're going to have a logjam of receivers in the second round. And so that's, See, that's music to my ears, Dane, because yeah. I'm – I stuck him in the first. That's fine. Oh, but great. And, and we'll get more into it, obviously. We'll have a two dozen guys to talk about. But the more 
I just think rounds two and three is such a sweet spot for wide receivers. Like I think mm-hmm. about, Jar- oh yeah, I think about Jarvis Landry. I think about Juju Smith Schuster. Like yeah, the Cowboys don't need to spend a 19th overall pick to get a really badass receiver. Which no, is what, so I like to hear Ridley's stuff like nice that. though. If you get it, sure. That, if he's there at 19, 19. I'm not, and and that's fine. I'm not saying they absolutely shouldn't do it, but right. I just like knowing that there's talent in that sweet spot. Okay, real quick before we go to break, take our first break. I've changed my approach on the really tall receiver. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I, I've 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 walked that I've walked that plank, and I've fallen into the ocean many a day. But you know what? And I keep falling into the ocean, and I keep keep getting eaten by the sharks. I'm just telling you though, new man, new year. I'm looking at these shorter receivers. That are outstanding route runners. I I agree with that you. That have the separation. I'm not just talking about for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just talking about in life in general. I agree with you. I I sincerely do, and I'm still hurting from Laquan Treadwell two years later. Like it yeah. doesn't. It hasn't been great. Two hundred yards this year, right? It hasn't been great. No. And a big part of that's mental, and you know a lot goes into it. But no, I agree. I mean, I think a big an example of that this year is going to be Cortland Sutton. And that well, that's where I want to see. To go. That, that's where I'm not walking down that but see, plank but anymore. But see, if the show's motto is to investigate and oh, educate, sure it is. You can't, and I worry, I'm already worried. We just said his name for the first time, but, like, you're going to Joey Bosa, this poor guy. I'm not Joey Bosa in anybody. Where you're just, like, everybody's hey, going to be like, Cortland hey, Sutton is no, trash. Hey, like, hey, he, hey, let me tell you what. The draft show fandom, I, I feel you guys. <laughs> I feel you. He, this kid's not trash. I'm just saying, though, as I'm looking at receivers, give me the guy that's the route runner right, right. and can separate – and can catch the football. L- last thing I'll say about this is the biggest. Oh, it didn't have to be the last thing. Yeah. Well, just uh, kind of a just a, a period on the sentence. Yeah. Uh, when you go to the NFL, they're all great athletes, right? Okay. The thing that separates, and this is true for almost every position, it, which separates the good from the great and the great from the superior, is the technical skill. And that's exactly what you're talking about with guys that create their own separation, the route runners. It's true with offensive linemen, defensive linemen, every position, wide receivers included. The guys that have that technical skill, which Calvin Ridley absolutely has. No doubt. That's what separates him, and that's what Cortland Sutton doesn't have right now. And that doesn't mean that he won't Might develop. be some of the offense, though. He, a lot of that screen. Well, and, and that's, that that's whole... the thing. is he's The offense at SMU and the offense he goes to in the NFL, uh, you might as well ask him to – you know, learn Chinese. It, right. it's, I mean, it's a huge gap there. And so maybe he'll learn it as a rookie. Maybe in year two, he'll blow up. But it's just there's there's a big if there because of the development that's required. And yeah. that, that's what makes Cortland Sutton uh, such a tough player to evaluate. Yeah. Because, again, the skill set, he's like a power forward out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to like about him, but the technical skill just not there yet. Yeah. I, I Boy, I tell you, I'm glad to hear you say all that. Okay. Boy, that was a quick 20 minutes, right? Always is. Wow. Okay. Uh, when we return, uh, we're going to get into some uh, Twitter on the 20. We want to answer some of your questions that you might have, and we'll continue this discussion on The Draft Show. Coming right back. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? 
It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. <laughs> we're back here in the SWBC Morgan Studios. Dave Brugler already looking at my board going, what are you talking about? Oh. There'll be some good discussions this year. There will be some good discussions. Again, we're, we're really happy to have everybody uh, back with us on the draft show. David Hellman, talk to me about some underwear. Well, see, Brian, a true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts. Yes. With a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. You can tell I've done this a lot because mm-hmm. none of this wording even messes with me anymore. Not at all. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You will get 20% off your first order. I wouldn't endorse it unless I had tried it. It is pretty phenomenal stuff. I'll tell you what. You do not want underwear problems when you're sitting in a draft room for many a day. In 18 hours. Yeah, you don't. Doing those long hours at the Yeah, you're combine. watching tape and all that. You don't want to sit there and have that problem. you got to be bunching, free. Yeah. yeah, bunching, wedging. You Actually, know, uh, I'm wearing their socks right now. I do, too. You're also got my socks on as well. We'll have to get great. Dane Brugler hooked up with some Tommy oh, John stuff. Good call. Okay, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. It is Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Thank you, Ed Cahill, for creating this show so many years ago. David Hellman, what do you got? I'm going to try to start this off as broadly as possible. I feel like that's I feel like that's the best way to do this, you know? And, gotcha. Uh, so, and I figure we can kind of go around. It doesn't have to be a uniform answer. Playmaker wants to know, mm. what are the top three needs for the Cowboys in this draft going into 2018? Can I throw something out? Dane Brugler did, did something for Dallas Morning News where he had a uh, he had a linebacker, a receiver, a safety, a nose tackle, and another linebacker. Those names would be Roquan Smith, Calvin Ridley, Rodney Harrison, Ronnie, Ronnie Harrison, Ronnie, excuse yep. me, Ronnie Harrison. I can't remember Ronnie. Ronnie Harrison, for safety from Alabama, Deron Payne, nose tackle, Alabama. And then Rashawn Evans, linebacker, Alabama. So you're kind of thinking down the lines of they need a linebacker at this place. For well, and the, the the focus of that piece was prospects to look for in the national title game, Alabama and Georgia. Um, plenty of first rounders, plenty of future pros to watch for in that game. It's hard to say because we, you know, there's several steps that need to be taken before we get to the draft. And you right, know, no, we agency. got a long way. Yeah, we got yeah. So a lot could change, but 
initially. Initially, I really want them to, to see this team upgrade the wide receiver core. That's me. Um, I, I think with Anthony Hitchens likely moving on in free agency, yeah, there you go. linebacker, and then you know a, a safety, something to shore up that secondary to really. I feel like you have a lot of pieces, but I, I don't know. I just too many moving parts in that secondary. Maybe adding uh, an impact safety could help stabilize the the defensive backfield. Yeah, and that would be uh, Harrison would be that guy. Where do you fall on on D tackle? That's and, and I'll package this in with another question from a guy. Uh, Showtime says, you know, why why don't the Cowboys try harder to address needs in the middle of the defensive line? This makes me think back to 2013, the famous Sharif, Sharif Floyd, Floyd yeah. incident. Yeah, um, just, well, yeah. Dane, how do you well, feel Dane about tried that? to help you here with a name with Deron Payne. Yeah, I think, and, and, and the way I'm looking, you know, Vea mm. from Washington. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's tough to figure out because – does Is he going to get the Danny Shelton comparison? Well, the thing is, he's so much more talented than Danny oh, Shelton. Oh, he's a so much better athlete. And Shelton was like the 12th overall pick. That's what I'm saying. And so with Vea, he – at 340 pounds, the way he moves and the power is just rare. Oh. It's, it's unbelievable. And he's that rare guy that can – Take on double teams and beat double and teams. Beat, and watch then, the Stanford game, right? Well, and, and, and at Stanford game, the very next play, he's chasing down a ball carrier yeah. at the sideline. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, he has that, but the discipline, the technique, there's, you know, the motor. Those are all kind of iffy areas with him for me. Um, and again, to go to uh, you know Dave's point about the nose tackle, the one technique is that a position that this team would invest in, in with a top twenty pick? It's not a sexy position, no, but Adding an impact player, whether it's uh, Vea uh, from Washington, Deron Payne from Alabama, the ripple effect that the addition of a player like that will help the defensive ends. It'll help the linebackers. You could have Malik Collins stay at the three technique. You could uh, you could use David Irving as a mismatch weapon up and down that defensive line. So uh, having that linchpin, that anchor at nose tackle really could make a difference. The question is, would they do that in the first round? See, that's what that's what I would worry, and it would be a hell of a pick. Are we yeah. are we being too dismissive to say that they definitely won't do that? That's kind of no, it the is. Line. But we're just we're going on draft history. If I was, yeah. if Dane and I, if we were all sitting in another war room, and we were talking about what the Cowboys were doing, and we would say, "Boy, that Vey is a good looking player for Dallas," and somebody would chime in, like Dane would go. Broadus, they have not taken a one technique. They've named blah blah blah. I mean that that's I, that's history. I you're right. And I saw this counter argument on Twitter yesterday, and I agree with you for the record. But just playing devil's advocate, they didn't spend first round picks on O linemen either. And no, they and did that's it three true. Times in five years. What does Maurice Hurst do for you? I'm a big Maurice important. Hurst fan. Yeah, uh, but Michigan defensive tackle, probably he, a three, right? I say he played more of the nose at Michigan. Yeah, but he is a definitely a three. I mean, he's he's like 285, 290 pounds. Uh, he's so quick, so explosive. Uh, Maurice Hurst to me is a, a first round pick. If is he in that nineteen range? I, yeah, I think he's. I think his size is going to yeah, push him down. Two eighty eight, right? Six, yeah. So six oh one five, I think is what he is. Right. We'll just, see what he is at the combine. If he, you need to get on board with all our numbers, by the way. We just trying to. We just trying to become Ann Arbor South down here. Is that what's happening? No, I'm just saying though. But this Zeke is a good foot. Like no, that. no, this guy's a, this guy's a really good football player. Is. is a good and, and if you were interested in keeping if you were interested in saying oh like Malik Collins is going to play the one yeah by all means Maurice Hurst would be a good guy to have on your team and hey I mean you know that's part of the fun part about starting this so early is I mean we don't know what's going to happen with David Irving no. right now so yeah. right him and I, Christian Wilkins the two under oh, tackles to keep on Clemson. the radar yeah let me tell you this though these Clemson guys 
They got me nervous. Why? I think they're overrated. All of them. Uh, the defensive lineman. Grady Jarrett wants a word. I mean, everybody's talking about them. Grady, oh, okay. Grady Jarrett wants a word. No, but where was he picked? He was fifth round. Fifth round, yeah. yeah okay. I feel like he fell a little bit, though. No, like, he did. Because he, he's pretty short. He's a short daddy. He's a short daddy player. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I know. He is shorter, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but don't you feel like, though, that everybody's kind of got those Clemson guys way up there? I think that they, like, Cleveland Farrell, the defensive end. Yeah. I, I think he has. For, uh, he's, he's only a redshirt sophomore. He's very young. I okay. think the, the. Well, you're being nice. I just said he was young. That's, no, 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 no. I'm with he's, you. His combination of power, athleticism for that size. I mean, he's still figuring things out. He's a young player. But when you project him forward, I, I think the traits, there, there, there's plenty to like there with the traits. I'm not saying he's a top 10 pick. But I think somewhere in the first round he would be he would make sense. I got I got another big picture for you, Dane. I would say I'm putting you on the spot, but you're way too prepared for me to think that's going to happen. <laughs> Justin just wants an overview of what the strengths and the weaknesses are in this draft. I mean, last year the, it was a DB. Heavy How about draft. that? Yeah, right out of the block. Oh, hey, that's, <laughs> that's what we need to know, though. Oh right? no, hey, that's, that's that's great. And we're still waiting on some underclassmen to declare, yeah, which sure. will help that's shape uh, everything. But when we look at it, I, I think. Corner again is going to be a very strong group. Mm-hmm. Um, about running back, I said, yeah, running back definitely. I we only we might only have one f- top ten pick, maybe only you know two first rounders, yeah, uh, maybe more. We'll see. But in the top fifty, top sixty, Alvin Kamara's out there somewhere. Well, and that's that's it. Find him. This is that's this, why Pete get ready. This thing is going up. That, that's it. Teams want to find bam, that next bam, Alvin bam. Kamara. So yeah, Barkley's going to go top five, and then okay, Darius Geis, on Johnson, Nick Chubb. Uh, Damian Michelle. Harris, Sony Michelle, uh, Love, Stanford, Bryce, uh, Ronald Jones, USC. Oh, he, he's a Jamal Charles clone. So we're going to see plenty of running backs go in the top sixty. Uh, we mentioned wide receiver. There's a logjam of them in the top fifty, top sixty picks. Um, good tight ends. Some some good tight ends. You like Hayden Hurst a lot. Better than the guy. I mean, hey, my guy uh, Godert. Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, Goddard. Right. I always mess up names. You know I always got to do y- – y'all get so excited. Throw, my, throw me some schools here. Let, let's, oh, uh, South Dakota State. That's Goddard. Goddard, Goddard. right. What yeah. about Hurst? South Carolina. There we go. That guy's a legit- He's a former minor league baseball player. He's Hurst? A, yeah, he's 24 years old. I. You he's know what? Guy. Don't ever tell me about age after that friggin' that uh, – Terrence that guy, Newman. Terrence Newman is still playing in Minnesota well, after I, we were told he was too old to draft. Well, that's something that's going to come up a lot with uh, but Ridley, Ridley. With Ridley. He's You're right about that. He's a 24-year-old rookie. He couldn't play his senior year in high school because he turned 19. Wow. Yeah. He's just an older guy. And- draft him. Bring him on. Oh, bring him on. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The way that the way that these players are, you, you get them, you use them, you move on, and that's a terrible way of saying things, but it really is. And the salary cap area, I mean, yeah. te- I think teams now would just rather draft. It's nice to say that you know, even uh, though they bust them all the time, I want a player for ten years in the fr- you know, it's unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. You're Unless not, it's an offensive lineman, and chances are you're not going to be the head coach for the next ten years. You're not going to be the GM for there the next ten you years. Know, you need to win the next three or four years. To, Boy, you're preaching to the, the right uh, people there. Anywhere where this draft looks particularly weak. Uh, again, offensive tackle. It, that uh, just seems like it's going to be. You a don't trend. like my guy O'Neal from it. I like him. Um, I think he has some holes. Uh, Not strong. Then again, every time I always talk about that guy, I talk about that Nate Soldor at – yeah. You know, and I talk about a Bakhtiari every time. Oh, not strong enough. Not strong. They're, they play like forever. That actually serves as a great segue. You all know how I, I like those, though. I mean, tackles. you think about, okay, you kind of have a good idea of these team needs. 
wide receiver, linebacker, safety, offensive tackle, a, a sneaky need. If, if, Would you hit it at 19? That Well, that's what Josh wants well, to know. He's Collins saying he's moving the guard. Oh, God, no. I'm not doing that. No? I'm not doing that. Right? I'm not. No way. No, I mean, I don't think they would. So, so tackle's not a need then, right? If, I mean, it, that depends yeah, but, on how you feel about Tyron Smith. But you, I know you were. I know you pay attention at, at noon on Sundays to sure. a team up in Ohio. I get that because nobody. I love my timeline when when Dane's watching the game with the Browns. Yeah, he's like he's fighting with fans. Man. He's yeah. fighting the Browns fans. Like Kaiser's gonna be good. Yeah. shut up. But but <laughs> by the way. Uh, we're hey. All, we're, hey, when you do when you do as many players as we do, it, you know how right. it goes, right? But I, I think that I think that the left tackle spot held this team hostage this year because of the health of the 100%. left tackle. And we act, we got into a big debate about this on our on the break yesterday. I do not believe that Tyron Smith's situation is so dire that this team needs to be drafting a tackle at nineteen. But I certainly think it's something that they should be looking for in free agency and the draft. A swing tackle who Take, can adequately replace Tyron. Let me ask you this, and maybe I'm way wrong about where he fits in the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Connor Williams. See, is I that think. 19? School. Or is that, or is that because? But then you got some teams like the Giants, and we're talking about all these teams that need quarterbacks. Some team, the teams that need offensive linemen might be taking quarterbacks. Right, and Connor Williams will be tough because 2016, his sophomore tape. They say that was un- incredible. He, Connor he, Williams from where? Texas. Texas. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. He looked like a first round pick. Yeah. This year, he looked terrible in the opener I, against Maryland. Ooh. Bad game. Ooh. And then he got hurt in the USC game. Yeah. And missed wait, most of the season. Fell right on him, man. I watched right. that bad play. And then he returned for the final two games, and he looked okay. Okay. Uh, so if. Which Connor Williams are you drafting? The 2016 version or the 2017 yeah, version? I don't need questions about my offensive tackles. Well, and that's why I think Connor Williams is going to be a first round pick. Uh, it could be somewhere top 15. Uh, Orlando Brown's going to be a tough one for me, the Oklahoma uh, Boy, left tackle. He's a slow footed guy. Because he, he blocks out the sun. <laughs> yeah. He's huge. I know he is. But, and that helps compensate for some of his lateral uh, limitations uh, yeah. because he is so big. He has that wide base, the wingspan. But oh, he's huge. He oh yeah, Zeus's son. Yeah, former NFL pro, RIP. Uh, so it's it's tough to where to peg him in the draft because yeah, you have to. I, I don't like the left tackle, right tackle distinction. I think they're the same thing. You need to your tackles to be as this good is on good both sides yeah. in in this day and age. Yeah, I mean you saw that with Lyle Collins. He drew most of the tough matchups right. for the Cowboys this season. Did we answer that question about offensive tackle? I don't know. I, it's just hard with Tyron Smith because you just have to trust the medicals and trust your trainers and it's, the doctors. It's hard for I mean unless unless you're in one of those situations where like the best tackle in the class is sitting there at 19. It's hard for me to justify that. Uh, that Jonathan Allen sat right. there at, when they when the yeah. Washington Redskins. Sure. I wouldn't and mind him and the, the safety from that Indiana the the Colts took. Blake Hooker, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind in the second round the Cowboys looking at a, a Tyrell Crosby from Oregon. Uh, I think There's that'd a be a, a, a he's a, a, he'd be your ideal swing tackle guy could play either side, um, and you're not play, paying a premium price for him, and he can start in this league. It would be it's a stretch to think of a first round tackle in my opinion. Agree. Go ahead. Um, we've managed to not really mention this guy too much, which is amazing because uh, Pup Daddy, <laughs> Pup Daddy, Pup, Pup Daddy is his name. Pup Daddy, like it. Uh, he wants to know. He, first, he he wants a comparison of Roquan Smith and Rashawn Evans, so they're going to be playing each other on Monday, Georgia uh-huh. and Alabama. But also, just kind of uh, 
let's just sort of talk about why Cowboys Nation is just absolutely in love and with Roquan Smith and and what he could do for you. Slash how how hurt forever. is Evans, by the way? Did he get nicked up in that game the other night? He got banged up, but he's I think he's supposed to play in the supposed championship game. Okay. Yeah. okay. The big thing for Evans is he plays the Sam in Nick Saban's uh three fours multiple scheme where he's mostly going downhill. Yeah. Um, and then he even puts his hand on the ground when they go to a four-man front. And all he, he's passing. an interesting rusher, he's, yeah. He's that rangy, Rolando McLean-looking type dude. He's real but, square. Yeah. He's not rangy-looking. He, he, he's, he's long. He's square. Yeah. He's really square, Dave. And, I mean, and you, when you watch him, he bounces off people. He's right. like a he bounce, he hits him he spins he you know I but mean, he he has the speed where he can make plays at the sideline and on the perimeter yeah uh, big question for me I think and we won't know this and this is why the Senior Bowl will be so important is how he does in reverse yeah. how does he do in coverage yeah. covering backs and tight ends the drills during practice uh, that's going to reveal a lot that'll help me with uh, the Evans evaluation yeah. with Roquan Smith the SEC championship game might have been the best against Auburn Georgia beat up on Auburn. That might have been the best linebacker tape I've ever watched with Roquan Smith. He was that good. Uh, I, is that is that hyperbole? Is that too going no, too far? You, I, I gave him th- I gave palms up because I'm like, yeah, he's right. I mean, he's I, yeah, he's good. See man. the problem you run in with him. He plays the will. Does he play the will? He plays the will in in Kirby Smart's three four. Yes. See that's that's what I'm saying though. That doesn't matter to me. Okay. You do have Sean Lee that plays your will. He's he's turning thirty two. Okay. I'm I'm with you. If you're just if you're okay, next question. Well, next question. Yeah. Is he there at 19? No. See, that's that's the thing. I think you'd have to go get that guy. I, I think that. And are you going to get a guy where you already have? And I and again, I love the player, folks. Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. love the guy, but I'm just I'm trying to think of what they would think. I think he's one of the top ten players in this draft. I, but I don't disagree again, with you. How much higher did we have Levante David rated? Compared to where he was drafted, or oh, yeah. uh, the LSU linebacker, um, one um, Atlanta's Dion, yeah, Dion yeah. Jones. I mean, yeah. I think these undersized linebackers, or not undersized, but guys that don't fit off-ball the, linebackers, right? Off-ball linebackers that don't fit the ideal size measurements that teams yeah. look for, they might fall a little bit. I'm not saying Roquan Smith's going to be there at 19. I'm saying there's an outside chance, and I'm saying if he falls to 14, 15, go. Do you go get him? Oh, yeah, and I mean, so I, I I don't think it's totally unrealistic to say that, you know, there's no chance that he could be. Oh, I know. I just I just kind of look at this team and saying, well, Sean Lee, he plays. I, I'm, I'm ready for the can- the scouts to come walking by and grab candy out of the candy jar at our desk and kind of give us a little whisper here and there. Maybe I, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think 19 is not too steep of a price for me, considering Sean Lee's age and injury history. Oh, hey. I'm, and all that. Yeah. But. But, I mean, if you're talking about trading up to get a guy who's going to be your third linebacker, preferably, I don't know. But I'm, I love him. See, I get why Dallas is in no man's him. land right now in this thing. Until, yeah. we, until, yeah. until I catch up where the draft, how it's going to fall or how it could fall. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Smith, like you said, he's top ten. So one, one, one more. Can you well, one, one last one. Yeah, uh, one last one, then we got to get to a break. Our friend of the show, Bobby Belt, wants you all to talk about Marcus Davenport. Oh my gosh! UTSA is this is this a nineteen consideration? Uh, if he's there, if he's there, a yeah. guy from UTSA, if uh, he's there, this is a guy with a this hoop. guy's got it. He he's a. How long has UTSA been playing top tier football? Like three years, four. 
That's a good question. I don't know. It's not many. Yeah, it's maybe eh, it might be more like six or seven. I don't know, but uh, certainly not a power program. No, got him as a defensive end, right? Or you got him as yeah. an outside linebacker? No, I think he. I mean, the size measurements, the athleticism. I mean, he's he's a traits player. Okay, I mean, you're drafting him for the traits, and that could be a little risky at times in the first round. But he's got a hoops background. Uh, you know, you. You, you see the athleticism way he. I mean, good. It, Louisiana Tech game. They, yeah. they tried to have a running back block him. Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. I, the funeral for that running back. Yeah. Uh, it was two days later. So it, it's just that Marcus Davenport has. There's a lot to like about him. He's still raw in a lot of areas. Sure. But I think you look at the Packers picking in the mid first round. He could be an option. We know a lot of teams need pass rush help. So yeah. he might not even be in the discussion at 19 because he might not be there. This guy's a bully. Yeah, he's a bully. He's he strong. Play, he plays like a bully. That's, he he will he will take guys on, push guys around. I mean, he's a physical player, and what's amazing, he plays in a two point stance really the whole game. I mean, there, you you rarely ever ever see him put his hand on the ground and rush. I think the fun thing for me about how early we're starting this is, I mean, you guys know by the time we by the time even the combine rolls around, oh yeah, we'll have we'll have our net of like yeah eight guys that are a realistic consideration. And I mean, last year we were pretty damn close. We, yeah. we were, we were, we talked him into drafting a safety from Louisiana. Tech. Well, no, and well, <laughs> we'll get into that, but even in the first round, I mean, Charles Harris, oh, Tack sure. McKinley, yeah. Taco, like yeah. oh, we were right. You know, yeah. I'm excited to figure out. Cause I don't, I don't know enough right now. If Marcus Davenport's realistic is Rokon Smith, Smith, ah, Smith, realistic Christian Kirk, like, I'm excited to kind of firm up that idea of like what exactly are we looking at? No, this is a going back with Davenport. I'm just looking at my notes. This guy doesn't play light. He is one of those guys that it, when I mean he's good. With, he's got some pop in his hands. Give he me his, his measurements. Six oh five six two fifty two. Wow, and he's very balanced. Yeah, uh, he's not a guy that's going to be fall on the ground. I mean, yeah. he not only can he go around guys, he can go through them as well. Yeah. Okay, so. Ken. I'm sorry. I should have owned you a break about five minutes ago, but got into it. Hey, thanks everybody for Twitter on the twenty. When we come back, uh, light up the phone lines. We'll take some calls from you, too, as well. I, you know, We'll get into some more discussions. I've got some stuff I want to go through with these guys. But if you want to call, that number is – I used to have it right in front of me. 214-872-2102. We'll be right back with the Draft Show. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? 
It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here at the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hillman, Kent Garrison, executive producer. Thanks for coming along with the ride. We talked about this uh, 112 days, I said, till the NFL Draft. We'll be with you every step of the way with all the different coverage uh, that we're going to have. Uh, we are kind of talking in the break that uh, – Reach out to Derek Eagleton. You guys want <laughs> Tweet at Derek at, Eagleton. Yeah, tweet at Derek Eagleton. If you want multiple shows per yeah. week. Well, and just tell him what you think, you know, and we'll see. I mean, like I say, we'll come up it's, with uh, – we do we do shows every every day at the Combine. We do that at the Senior Bowl. I, like, I know Combine we – Combine beer can chicken. I'm really looking forward to that again <laughs> this year, by the way. Pretzel rolls. Pretzel if they roll. have it. They're not sold out. Yeah, they, didn't, it's they like, didn't have the beer can chicken. I've never seen brought us that. I was so disappointed. So disappointed. <laughs> I was so disappointed. We'll, we'll be there for you. But yeah, at Derek Eagleton. You I know. Like show. I know we love this, but I'm always. I shouldn't be, but I'm I'm surprised by like the outpouring of love. Well, and you guys are busy guys. My man here, he's got like 17 jobs he's doing. You've got all these shows you're on, but like I, I don't mean, want to make you guys have to do anything. No, extra. no, no. But it's, no, I'm talking about the fans. Like as soon as as soon as the uh, you know as soon as they lost to the Seahawks and they were eliminated, like you just start getting yeah. Before that. And, yeah, before, before that, yeah, before that, yeah, it was like the three-game losing streak. Okay, yeah. it's one thing for like a sarcastic fan to be like, "Well, yeah. time to talk about the draft, Dave." Yeah. But then, like, we announced that the show's starting today, and it's just like people are freaking the hell out. It's yeah. awesome. Well, it. like I say, we'll we'll uh, we'll carve some time at, at Derek Eagleton if you want to see the Do draft it. show. Just go ahead and go at him with this, Kent. I Yo. asked if there were any calls. Are there any? Yeah, calls? we got Brian and Waco. Brian and Waco, you're on the draft show, Brian. Hey. Hey there, fellas. Hey, um, I I just want to say I've I've been looking forward to this day for a long for ever since basically November twelfth of last year when the Cowboys played Atlanta. Thank you. Yeesh. Um, and uh, fell in love with the show last year and just absolutely love it. You guys are great. Appreciate uh, that. Quick comment. Um, one of my biggest problems from last year is that they the Cowboys just refused to really utilize Zeke in their offense as far as uh, route running uh, yeah. as like a wide receiver. Yep. Um, I know Nick Eatman talks about wanting to flea flicker once a game. Uh, I, I would love that too. I love that play. But I think maybe, you know, Zeke out on a post route, 20 yards, I think sure. that would just scare the absolute crap out of DBs and uh, maybe pull a lot of them that way, open up receivers on the other side, you know, or a slant route or something like that. So my my biggest concern is the, the wide receivers. I I, I think Calvin Ridley has a good chance of being maybe the next Julio Jones, also an uh, Alabama alum. Sure. Um, and uh, I just think he is so NFL-ready on his release, his route running, his yeah. hands are amazing, and uh, just has such a great uh, body type for uh, number one. And um, so my question is, 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 is he at all possible uh, for the Cowboys? If not, uh, outside of Roquan Smith, who I also love, who do, who do you see kind of the Cowboys wanting to trade up for? Like, where do you see, where do you see their them kind of pushing their chips to the table yeah. for like this player? I got you, Brian. Thank you very much and, for the call. Uh, I'll, I'll hang up. Thank yeah, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. 
And we talked about Calvin Ridley a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I, one thing that I disagree with uh, with Brian is the body type. That's my one one of my worries with Calvin Ridley. Just a tick over six one, right? Yeah, six one, one ninety ish. He doesn't have ideal body armor like no. a, like a Julio Jones, and he'll get banged up a little bit. He's explosive, but exactly the two most important things. I've said this every year. The most two most important things about a receiver: can you get open and can you catch the ball? There, he's got Calvin, two of those. Calvin really does both of those things exceptionally. So. If he's there at 19, uh, it's a no-brainer to me. Now, my, my question to you two guys, okay. Would they do it? Well, the, the financial commitments they yeah. have at wide receiver right now, I, I mean, Kelvin really would be a day-one upgrade over Terrence Williams at the Z. Yeah. But how do they get out of that Cal, or that Terrence Williams contract? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, would they See, take a receiver there? I if, if it came if it fell that way I really I think they would if it was just a no-brainer situation I really think they would and I don't think I don't think you have to do anything drastic to your receiver core to make that work honestly uh yeah. you, you look at it there's there's what there's six right now they carried six all year Bryce Butler's an impending free agent you certainly don't get the idea that he plans on coming back just from talking to him anything's possible but that's just the idea that I get Noah Brown is a seventh round pick. They clearly liked him enough to keep, keep him, him as the sixth. Yeah, well, I mean, the sixth well, I, receiver. In my head, I'm just thinking that Noah Brown's a seventh round pick. Ryan Switzer's a fourth round pick. I, there's no, there's yeah, nothing, nothing, there's that, nothing there that go. demands that you keep either of those go. guys on this team. There you go. And then, and like I said, even if Bryce leaves, you can still keep them both. Add a draft pick as your sixth receiver. If you want to get crazy with it. Once you draft that guy, if, if you were to draft a Calvin Ridley who's good enough to be your number one or number two from day one, you add that guy to the team, go into OTAs, and if you want to, you could play hardball with Dez or Terrence and say, hey, take a pay cut or we can cut you and this guy will take your job. Right. Or you could just carry those six and and move on from one of them next year and have your rookie take over at that point. Either way, I think it's totally. I think it's totally doable to add a receiver without getting rid of either of those guys. But if you wanted to, you could. Yeah, and listen, you want Des Bryant on this team. I do, and I. Yeah. St- I still think he's the number one. Uh, now, Calvin Ridley, I think would be the perfect number two who can step into that number one role in a year or two. Yeah. So I, I think right. adding a Calvin Ridley to me, you know, it's January fourth. Okay, but where we stand right now, Calvin Ridley at nineteen would be the ideal pick for this team. Is that realistic? I, I think it's real. I don't think it's... Would you wide consider, receivers are so tough. Last would, year, three went in the top 10. Would you consider him the best wide receiver in this class right now? He's clearly the number one yeah. wide receiver. What are the odds that the number one receiver in this class falls all the way to well, 19? Let's look at two years ago when it was Laquan Treadwell. It was Josh Doxson. It was Corey Coleman. Only one of those guys went in the top 20, and that was Corey Coleman who went 15th overall. So... Wide receivers are weird in the draft, unless you're an A.J. Green or Julio Jones. Right. And with uh, with Calvin Ridley being going to be a 24-year-old rookie with, uh, again, the body type, the injury possibilities, that that's what worries me a little bit. It could cause him to slip a little bit. I don't think it's likely he's there at 19. I do think it's possible. And, again, kind of like with Roquan Smith, if he's there at 14, 15, is it worth you know trading – uh, you know, a third or a couple fourths or whatever it takes to move up three or four spots. And and I think Brian mentioned that too. Is if he if that guy were to start if he if he's there at like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, you got some comp picks you can use and you can trade those now. Trade him this year, yeah. Maybe use one of those guys to get you up into the, or maybe you deal your third, knowing that you have two fourths or something right. like that. I mean, that's re- I think that's that's and not crazy. We'll hear a lot about how a oh, good thing they won week seventeen. 
or, or else right. the pick oh, would have been there. Yeah, which, you know, I get that. And, you know, for every sarcastic comment I read, it's like, okay, that could be the difference between a player and not. But Could be, yeah. You missed, you missed out on Aaron Donald and, and Ryan Shazier in 14 and got the best guard in the game in right. Zach Martin. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that's whatever. You think Do you think people or teams are kind of shying away from the, the receiver bit thing? That that they're starting to say, hey, you don't have to take these guys in right. the top ten. Right. Well, I, that's what I thought last year, oh, and then man. and then three went in the top ten. But you look at but they, but they, but you're looking at it, and you're saying, well, hey, the receivers in this draft are better than those guys. Why, you know? Okay, but like, let's look at the three receivers drafted top ten last year. Corey Davis missed most of the year with injuries. Right. Mike Williams missed most of the year with injuries. Right. John Ross. Did he play? I don't think he did. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, they, were try- they were maybe looking at him as a defensive back. Uh, so there's, you know, uh, those three picks in the top ten look like uh, ill-advised picks at this point. But I would- That's what I'm saying. Are, are people going to shy away from this? Are people going to say— I think it's possible. You I know think- what? And, and maybe he does slide. Unless you're an A.J. Green or a Julio Jones or a Larry Fitzgerald, all players Wait. that went in the top five, but, it's well, possible. And I was, but, there, I mean, there's still guys— I think the cream has a way of rising the top. I mean, yeah. Odell Beckham, 12 overall. Yeah. Uh, Julio. I know he didn't have a great year this year, but I still consider Amari Cooper a really, really good receiver. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, I, I think it says more about the receiver class if he falls that far as it, right. as opposed to like this trend that receivers aren't worth it. Because I think they absolutely are. If I'm going to make enough. a prediction. That's a fair point. I'm going to make a prediction. Boy, this is I'm here with, you know, first day No, prediction. we're going to go another hour. It's yeah, fine. First, first day prediction. I'm going to say that people are going to covet the running backs more than the wide receivers in this draft. Well, I, I mean, yeah, at, at the yeah. top of the top, but, the, but again, the wide receivers are going to go down. Okay, quarterbacks, running backs up, wide receivers down. But I'm reluctant to say I that it's I, the depth of the position. It's, just it's the position though, because the, the running back is. If Darius Geis is RB, people two, are that's seeing nuts. what running games are means for these teams. Sure. I well yeah and what what a Jacksonville good. yeah is Leonard Fournette really Blake Bortles was a bag of you know what they get a running game they get some defense I would I'm I'm leaning more toward Todd Gurley Zeke Alvin Kamara as my reasons for that as opposed to Jacksonville I don't I mean oh I mean they they made it they made a, a top five commitment to get Fournette no and and he had a decent season but it's not, I mean it's not like he took the league over. That's all no. I'm trying to say. I think he, what, he barely had over a thousand yards. I think, but I mean, solid, solid. But I, you, the the threat there, the talents, the talents in this running back class are just absurd, though. I mean, yeah, Zeke himself thinks that Saquon Barkley is a better. He running did back say than that. He is. He did. Uh, and I, I was going to ask you, we didn't get to it, but somebody locked that Barkley's a top five pick. You think? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the top. Could he be number one? Uh, I don't know. About you that. can't rule it out. I I would say it's doubtful. I mean, if somebody would trade it up, I'm not saying. Well, the I'm Browns not saying, could take him number yeah, one. They Brown, need a running back. That's true. They could. Well, I think the ideal. Could they get their quarterback at four? Brown, you need to take well, the, if you're going to take a quarterback at oh, four. Oh, Dorsey will take. You him have to take him yeah. at one. I I'm right now on January fourth. I'm just going to say the Browns should draft Rosen and Barkley and call it a day. Well, that's the thing is if you can get a quarterback at one, whether it's Darnold, Rosen, whoever, and then Barkley at four. Talk about a transformation of your offense. Yeah. Talk that, about selling some jerseys. My God. Yeah. Dorsey doesn't too. sell this pick, does he? It'll be interesting to see what kind of calls he gets because it, with the quarterbacks, with yeah. you know a Bradley Chubb could be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's Patrick, whoever's there, that'll be interesting. But yeah, I think you look at the Giants at two. Uh, 
probably go quarterback, but Barkley is, would fill a huge need there. Indianapolis, Frank Gore is on his yeah. final legs, I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Barkley could be an option there at three. Cleveland, they need a running back, uh, especially for a young quarterback. He could be the pick at four. So I have a tough time seeing Barkley fall out of the top four picks. How many uh, how many running backs you got with first round grades right now? Just Barkley. Just Barkley for him. Yeah. You don't even you don't have one on Geis or um... I like Geis a lot. I have him as a late one, early two. Um, he could go in the teens, could go in the twenties, but in terms of just shall you said. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up my running back rank. Can I tell you something real Barclay, quick? Barkley one, and then I have Geis and Kerry and Johnson with late one, Ooh. early twos. Nick Chubb also with a late one, early two. And then I've got a bunch of twos. Ronald Jones, Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, um, uh, Rashad Penny's in there. Yeah. And I think we still have a few underclass. Bryce Love. I yeah. love I love that for the Cowboys. I don't know if they'd use yeah, the that's second what I'm saying. round pick Get ready. on the running back. But. And there's a, there's a glut at, at wide receiver, too. I, I'm making a prediction. Yeah, go ahead. If not a quarterback, uh, the first round, uh, 15 of the last 25 drafts, a quarterback has gone number one. Yeah. I think the, that's going to continue. And here's the, here's the trend. If it doesn't happen, four defensive ends, mm-hmm. three offensive tackles, one defensive tackle, one wide receiver, and one running back. Well, let's just do some quick math there. I mean, we you said offensive tackle sucks in this class. Yeah, it's not going to be an offensive tackle one. I I'm, I know there's some good defensive ends, but I don't think there's anybody on Chubb. Chubb is not Garrett. I'm just, I, he's not Garrett, but I think he's. I people like him. He's a. I think he's a top seven pick. That's fine, but I don't think he's good enough to be the number. You number watched one him the other night, right? Yeah, and I like I said, I think I I watched him with an unfair bias because I've heard so much about him. Yeah. But I came away from it thinking, like, he's good, but not, like, this transformative franchise-altering player. Agree. He's not Garrett. Yeah. Uh, And so, okay, defensive end, offensive tackle, no. Okay, maybe Saquon Barkley. But otherwise, I mean, it's going to be a quarterback. I feel very comfortable saying that right now. If the Browns stay at one, I I think there's an outside shot at running Saquon Barkley. Who's at three? uh, Indy. Who's who's the Indy? Does Indy need a quarterback? No. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I would worry about but, somebody moving like three. No, I don't know if Chris Ballard knows that. But that's yeah. my that's my point is even if somebody trades up into that pick, what are they doing it for? They're doing it for a quarterback. Right. right? You're not doing it for Saquon Barkley, even if he is amazing, I don't think. I, I agree, and that's why I think the Browns go quarterback at one. And, you know, I, I understand fans Barkley at one and just get whatever quarterback's left at four, that's not how it works. If you're going to draft yeah. a quarterback in the top four, yeah. you're taking your guy. Yeah, the Dorsey, guy you Dorsey's want. not trading this pick. And I don't you, think he is. Well, and you, well, I'm just saying pass it on quarterback at one and taking him at four. You yeah, can't no, risk no, the Giants taking him or someone trading no. up to three and getting Somebody him. Somebody blockbuster and going up in there. Right. As much as about Arizona. Barkley. Arizona, how about that? Teams have come. Uh, Philadelphia came from the middle of the draft. And, and you right. can have a new you have a new head coach in Arizona, too. Yeah, Mike McCagnan in New York. Yeah. He's desperate for a quarterback yeah. at seven. Jets yeah. could move up. The Broncos... And Kirk Cousins could be the wild card in all this. Where does he sign a free agency? Yeah. It's, what if he goes to Cleveland? What if he goes to Denver? All of a sudden, one of those teams in the top five does not need a quarterback. I'm so excited. All right, let's go. Let's let. Can well, we skip? Can we skip to like March 14th? Yeah, we got. We, no, let's we, skip to the combine. We, we still got. We still got time. We still got time for this thing. Oh, hey, they're talking about Darnold and Rose. They are. Right here. Hey, well, thanks everybody out there for joining us uh, for this uh, maiden voyage of the draft show. We'll be back next Thursday. Uh, at the same time, 11 a.m. Central. Uh, we'll have some more uh, coverage for you. We'll be getting ready to go through the Senior Bowl. We'll probably go through some of those guys. Yep. If you have some more questions, again, make sure you hit Dane on Twitter and uh, David Hellman. They'll be happy to answer those questions, as will I. So for uh, for my scouts, Dane Burglar, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, Executive Producer, I'm Brian Bruss. 
Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Derek, for letting us be on the air. And uh, yeah, always, always say thanks uh, for, uh, for Ed Cahill for coming up with this idea. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>